It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. There was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff, you know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to discuss the latest news, plenty of it, surrounding not only the Jets, but the entire NFL with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And, of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. What have you been up to, Chris, other than trying to find actors from The Wire in other guest starring roles on other shows? I don't even know anymore. Um, <laughs> things, uh, other things, some things, uh, you know, playing a lot of video games, uh, watching a lot of soccer, um, watching a lot of MLS soccer, having a lot of fun actually getting in, in, into MLS has been a lot of fun. So been doing that, uh, doing, you know, a little bit of exercising, eating some food, but, you know, otherwise doing a lot of sitting on my couch or my chair and, um, uh, yeah, consuming uh, soccer's soccer's what we got right now, sports wise, and still a decent amount of TV. I actually decided to start rewatching Lost again, and I thought I was gonna just like casually watch a couple se- episodes here and there. And on Sunday night, I started at nine o'clock at night, and uh, next thing I knew, I watched the first ten episodes back right in a row. So that that is pretty much telling you how things are going around here for me. Just be careful, Chris. I don't want the smoke monster to kidnap you, and then I have nobody to do these shows with. Yeah, I mean, I'd be good with it at this point. (laughs) Well, one person who certainly has been doing a lot more than just sitting on his couch watching TV, as much as we all enjoy doing that, is Makai Becton. We've all seen the videos of him working out with Duke Manyweather and him working out on his own. It looks like he's really gearing up. Well, now he's officially got something to gear up for because he signed his contract to come in and play for the Jets. We all knew that it was going to happen sooner or later because the salaries are all slotted, so it's not like they could be negotiating over anything that's super important. Last year, it got held up a little bit with Quinn and Williams because of the tax thing with Alabama and New Jersey. The year before that, Sam Darnold was held up a little bit because of language about offsets. And we've seen in the past guys like Revis and Keyshawn Johnson, but that was a different era before all these salaries were slotted. So we knew that Becton was going to sign sooner or later. Braden Mann signs as well. So every single draft pick that the Jets made in 2020 is now under contract except Ashton Davis. So Chris... Let's talk about the guys that are here first, and then maybe we'll speculate a little bit about what's going on with Ashton Davis. Makai Becton in the fold. As I said, not a big surprise. We knew it was going to happen, but it is still nice to see his name on the dotted line, along with Braden Mann and all the rest of the draft picks other than Ashton Davis. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, fans do tend to get worked up about this stuff. So uh, you can put any uh, fears or anxieties you have aside and uh, not have to worry about that anymore. Whatever, Who knows what the issue with Ashton Davis is. It could be uh, something tax-related or, uh, you know, probably not the same as Quinn and Williams since he lives in California. But it, it could be just an argument over guaranteed money, how to pay it out, when to pay it out. Um, and it could or it could just be timing. It, there, there's a million different things it could be. He's, he's not going to hold out and not play unless, you know, maybe he's having the thoughts about sitting out the season. I, I don't – I haven't even – had a chance normally this time of year I've had a chance to sit stand face to face and talk to a guy I haven't even been able to do that yet obviously because of this um but everybody signed uh except for him he's going to get signed at some point it's not going to be a problem uh the main focus is going to be when they're going to actually be able to start practices and then if they'll be able to get the season going and then that's when we can really start discussing these guys so now that we have all the rookies in the fold, it looks like they're going to be joined by Jamal Adams. Our guy, Connor Rogers, who is, of course, over at Bleach Report, but does plenty with us over at TurnTheJets.com, including the Badlands podcast with Joe Caparoso, says that while the Jets do have money to pay Adams, despite everything going on right now with Corona, they're under no obligation to do it. They don't feel pressured to either pay him or trade him right now. And it looks like they're going to do what we were saying all along. He's going to end up being forced to come in and play. Their expectation is that Adams is not going to miss camp. There were some people that thought that he was going to hold out. You and I, Chris, talked several times about why that wasn't a realistic possibility for Adams. It was going to do him more harm than good. It looks like if this is true, if what Connor is saying is correct... That he understands or somebody made him understand that that's the case and he can't hold out so he can huff and he can puff But in the end he's going to be a training camp and we'll talk about what that actually means in a bit because we have some news in terms of What we're expecting training camp to look like and what the regular season is going to be like as well But it seems like any decision that's going to come on Jamal Adams is not going to come until after this season Jamal I've said it from the very beginning Uh he, he's gonna. He would make a, a little bit of noise, make a stink, but he wasn't gonna make enough of a stink to really do anything to force the Jets' hand. And a big, giant part of that is because Jamal is not going to miss any football, any type of football, as long as he is physically capable of going out there. And I'm just talking about if they just decided to have like a Nerf football game uh, tomorrow for some reason. Jamal is going to do everything he can to go there and play. That's Jamal. A lot of players, fans get lost in this, you know, really taking things personal with uh, players. And most players do love football to some degree, but it's a job to most. It is a job to Jamal, absolutely. But he loves everything about football. It, It would pain him to miss a single practice if he's healthy. So there was no way he was going to hold out. It, it's not going to happen. And he's go, his whole mindset is always, okay, I'm going to show you. So now he's going to put everything into going and having the best season possible and showing that the Jets should have paid him already because the price is going up. Uh, this, this, it's, 
it's not always easy to get a, a read on players, a, a total read on players. Jamal is Jamal, and he has been since he walked in there. There's no gray with Jamal. It's just out there. It's right there for you to see. It's very easy to tell what he's going to do in these types of situations, and he's going to want to show up and play football and uh, prove that he's worth the money he thinks he is, knows he is, I should say. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, let's talk about Jason Peters because he was one of the big name free agents that was in limbo. Nobody knew exactly where he was going to go. You have Jadavian Clowney, Logan Ryan still out there too. But now Peters signs with the Eagles. He's going to slot in a guard, which no one expected. But once Brandon Brooks got injured, it made sense because the Eagles needed somebody that could keep them competitive in 2020. And obviously, Peters knows what that line is about, has chemistry there, is comfortable blocking for Carson Wentz. So that made sense all the way around. But before that injury happened, there was talk that the Jets were still monitoring the situation. Were they ever really in this, or was that just more talk than anything else? Was this always going to be the Eagles that were going to land Jason Peters? Yeah, I I think the only other way it would have gone differently is if, you know, Trent Williams got hurt in San Francisco or, uh, you know, Schwartz got hurt in Kansas city. And then maybe he could go play for them. Uh, 
I, the, I just don't think unless the Jets were their his only option, I don't think he was going to do it. And uh, especially with everything going on right now, uh, the way that the training camps are going to be, no preseason games, it just they're going to especially they're going to try to move him into guard. Then yeah, go ahead. He goes there, familiarity with everyone else around him. It'll be easier for him to do it there. They got enough good other good players there. So it makes all the sense in the world. Um, I'm not going to say that it was never going to happen for the Jets, but it would be I, I only if he was their only option. Uh, and because he was going to, at this point in his career, he wasn't going to just go to the Jets for a year unless he just really wanted to get the last uh, you know paycheck that he knew he could get. What's going on with Logan Ryan and Jadavian Clowney? I assume the Jets aren't really going to be in on Clowney because even if he has to sign a one-year deal, you'd think he'd want to go somewhere where he has a better chance to win. But Logan Ryan seems to be somebody that the Jets were very interested in. Doesn't sound like he's got a lot of bitters. Is that eventually going to get done? Because they're running out of time and Ryan doesn't seem to have any other suitors. Yeah, at this point, I would think that... um... It, he's probably going to be him. Uh, the Jets are probably going to sign him, I should say. Um, I haven't heard anything progress-wise on that. Uh, to be honest, though, I haven't really been uh, trying to dig that up. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to give me some concrete information about training camp before I'm really starting to worry about who's signing and not signing. But uh, if uh, I just – I had not heard, even when I was checking around, I had not heard a lot of genuine interest in him. Um, and and I know the Jets do have genuine interest in him. I know that they like what he can bring and the flexibility it would allow them to have in the secondary and, and use it as another type of piece similar to Jamal where he could line up in multiple spots. Um, and from what I heard, uh, you know, there was uh, talk of Miami for a little bit, but that seems to have died down and uh, the Jets are the only one really that I've been able to connect with him at all um, when I was last checking in. So I would guess it's probably going to get done, but I also don't think he's in a particular rush to sign right now. He's going to wait to see how everything plays out here and then wait to see what happens to camp. If uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect this to be, I would expect it to be uh you know, within like a, a signing within like a week of camp at that, if it doesn't go at that point, then maybe not. But I would think at that point is when you could think that, okay, this makes sense to do the deal and get it done. Chris, whether or not Logan Ryan comes in, we know that rookies are, we talked about how they're all on their contract now, except for Davis. They reported today and they're going through the testing and all of that. Now, how this is going to work in terms of their teammates joining them and how the season is going to play out is a fluid situation. Here's what we have as of right now from Tom Pelissero at NFL Network. He says, looks like no preseason games. That's fine. I don't think anybody was really clamoring for that. And you and I have talked about this in the past. I don't even really think that the preseason is necessary. I just see it as a way for them to bilk season ticket holders out of extra money and force these networks to pay them for games that they don't want to air. I know that people will say that they need to do the preseason games so they can get ready, but I think you can see enough in training camp to determine who should be starting and also who should be making the team. Possible I'm wrong. Other people could disagree, but that's always the way I've seen it. So 
I don't really care. Preseason games are very uninteresting to me anyway. And then also the union is still pushing for a longer ramp up period, which I guess means that camp wouldn't start until sometime in August instead of the scheduled July 28th. Roster sizes are expected to start at 80 in camp, but that has not been confirmed as a done deal yet. General agreement on voluntary and high-risk opt-out, which I suppose means that people that don't want to play for health reasons or they're nervous, they can opt out and they have some sort of framework in place. And a general agreement on stipend if games are lost. I assume this means kind of like what's going on with baseball. Players would get paid on a per-game basis if there ends up not being a full 16-game season. So, Chris, let's go through all of this. Certainly a lot to navigate But the real takeaways here, if you're a fan, is that it looks like they're probably going to delay the start of training camp and no preseason games. Yeah, the no preseason games uh, that this, if you've been paying any type of attention, this was always where it was going. It's, you know, I I obviously, especially having to cover preseason games, I I hate preseason games. (laughs) Uh, They are an absolute chore. Um, and especially, uh, you know, finish up training camp. And at first you get to training camp and you're like, all right, I got some type of football back. And, but then training camp starts dragging on and you're ready for training camp to be over. And now I got to go to the stadium and go watch preseason game. Uh, but it's preseason games are integral to building your roster to be able to get some of these guys, these, uh, you know, bottom of the roster guys, undrafted guys, you, it's really hard to get a look at them uh, it just in the training camp practices. So this will have a ne- negative effect on rosters. It will probably lead to some even more sloppy play to start the season. I'm not saying it's not worth it because you get the injury risk, you get a little less wear and tear mm-hmm. on the players, but there is a- absolute downsides to it. And mostly the downside is uh, – not getting as good a look at some of these players. And I've always said this, and I believe it more and more every year I cover this league, that there are lots of players in this league who could have had a chance at being solid players that just never got the right opportunity for them. So it is going to have an impact that way. But, yeah, right now we know the rookies reported. They're still uh, arguing about – having a longer ramp up period, which right now uh, they're kind of hoping for like mid, uh, mid August uh, would be when the regular real training camp would pick up. Don't know exactly. It's, I think that would be a smart thing to do. Cause again, it built it buys in a little more time, builds more time to figure this out because look, if you look what's happening right now, you got uh, MLS uh, has, they got off to a rough start. They had to completely cancel two of the teams. Just, nope, sorry, you guys have to go. You got to get out of here. But they haven't had a single positive test since they've been inside the bubble. The NBA hasn't had a, a positive test from inside the bubble in a week. So the bubble idea works, but the NFL isn't doing the bubble idea. So maybe buying, building in some more time will help. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see with all this, all the news that's going to come out. That's the news for the day, but it could very well change in a day or two. Um, so we'll have to keep updating it over and over again, and it's going to change. But I, right now, I would expect 
uh, the actual start of training camp that could be pushed back at least a week, maybe to the mid of August. And then they will actually start the full training camp there. But again, also, this is part of they want to do the ramp up for conditioning reasons, too. You, you just after everything they've been in, you know, not all players have access to the same workout stuff during the situation, uh, the same gyms, the same training uh, situations. If they just opened up training camp tomorrow, like people are going to get hurt. They're going to get injured. So they got to ease their way into it. And that's what this is going to be about. And again, I think it's a good thing to build some more time into it, even though the NFL has had so much time, they decided to wait for things to get better and it hasn't gotten better. So now they need to figure out more ways to work around it because you're not going to be in the bubble. You got to figure out how to get these restrictions on players I, you know, it's it's complicated. It's all incredibly complicated. I'll say this about training camp, Chris. I love training camp, and I think it's very important. But, man, it's got to be tough to be standing out there in 100-degree heat with a notepad every day. So I salute you and the rest of the beat for doing that for us because it's going to take a lot of pull in spring, I would think, to be able to make it through that. Now that they're pushing it back, you're going to go right in at the hottest point of the summer. So get those pull in spring bottles in the fridge, in the freezer right now, Chris. Get yourself ready. We're going to be spread out at least, so I'll be able to – uh, breathe. I'll have space and air to run through me. Um, and, you know, with being pretty much just in my house or a parents' beach house for the past, what is it, five months, six months at this point, uh, I'm not going to mind getting outside to watch some football for a couple hours a day. Chris, last bit of business before we run. The Jets and Giants officially came out and both said that there are not going to be any fans in attendance for the foreseeable future. At MetLife Stadium, not a big surprise. I think this is where we were headed the whole time. And even if they eventually allow fans, it's only going to be 25% more than likely. So if they need to sell tickets, it's not going to be an issue. I know that with Jets season ticket holders and Giants season ticket holders, they were notified a while ago that if they wanted to get refunds on their 2020 tickets, they could do so without losing their spot for the 2021 season. So a lot of people have gone ahead and did that. The Jets were one of the first teams that offered that, which was smart from a PR standpoint, because they probably figured all along that they weren't going to be having fans in there for the beginning of the season. And even if at some point they did, as I said, it was only going to be about 25% capacity. So there shouldn't be any problem filling those ticket spots if they need to do that. So as I recall, Roger Goodell has said that it's either going to be all teams allow some fans or no teams can because understandably they don't want to give any teams an unfair advantage having fans in their stadium where there wouldn't be fans in another team's stadium. So this is something to watch, but this is another thing that points in the direction of the season being played with no fans and just everybody watching on television. Uh, they're already pushing it by uh, trying to have the season, especially outside of a bubble, just accept the losses with the fans and just get that TV money. And then you can do more with advertising. You see what the NBA is doing now. I just saw, like, they have all these virtual stuff all over the place. You, you can get money more elsewhere. Don't bother trying to risk. It, the idea of worrying about fans, I, it, that just seems too much to me at this point. Just don't even uh, think about it. You know, I I thought it would be kind of cool if you could, like, 
if they do something to like have just like 10 fans in the stadium because that'd be kind of cool like to be able to sit on like the 50 yard line and you're the only one there like but it's this is not realistic at this point already pushing it enough having the season but go ahead secure that tv money but the fan seems to be pushing it and just seems like it's just asking for trouble, and uh, it does. It just doesn't seem wise. They can figure out ways to make up a, a, a decent chunk of that change. I don't think they're going to let fans, and I think that even if some stadiums wanted to, because Goodell said that it's either all teams or no teams, it's yeah. not going to happen. And I think that because there's so much television revenue involved, as you said, they'll get advertisers involved, and they'll be fine. But I think ultimately, they're just leaving themselves open for the possibility while knowing deep down that they're not actually going to allow fans into the stadium. But we'll monitor this and see how it turns out. For now, it does look like, though, the season will be on pace to start as scheduled. That could change. As we said, Chris, everything is up in the air right now. But the two major things to watch is it looks like no preseason games and it looks like training camp is going to start mid-August instead of the end of July so we'll keep an eye on that we'll find out if there's anything going on with these rookies that are checking in today for rookie camp I don't know exactly how that's going to work but they are checking in so we'll find out how that's going to work and I'm really curious to see how they're going to run training camp period this year there's been a lot of talk about what's going to happen with beat reporters who's going to be let in so a lot of stuff still to be determined now as we get ready for camp to start most likely mid-August. The very big deal, Chris Nimbley checking in with the latest news in the NFL and with the New York Jets. Thanks so much for coming on as always, Mr. Nimbley. Really appreciate it. We'll do some mailbag stuff over the weekend as always. In the meantime, I know you got plenty going on at JetsInsider.com. What's up over there right now? Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I have something up soon about just where we stand right now, where it looks like it uh, is gonna be heading. Uh, but then now that we're starting to have some type of an idea here, I'm going to start pumping out this uh, training camp previews, going through roster positions. I need to get a head start on that now, especially since there's going to be 80 people invited to camp. So we'll have to figure that out. Uh, obviously, if 80 people are invited to camp, that means there's going to be a whole lot of uh, players getting signed relatively soon. So I have information on that coming along. We do see some hope, especially with the success that we've seen with NBA and MLS. It's given a little bit of hope. So I'll, I'll start pumping out some training camp pre- preview stuff uh, in these next coming weeks. Go ahead and check out Chris's training camp previews that he's going to have up over at JetsInsider.com. Follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at JetsInsider. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets. Dot com.